Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI. Today's episode comes from the Coindesk article, How Web 3.0 Creates Value for Users, Not Platforms. We're going to be talking about the Web 3.0, which builds on top of Web 1.0 and 2.0 to decentralize the web, taking powers away from the big platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Google, Twitter, and puts it back into your own hand. Voice technology blockchain and artificial intelligence are all essential technologies in the creation of web 3.0 let's dive into the article when satoshi nakamoto invented bitcoin in 2009 we began to envision decentralized finance as an alternative to traditional banking a little more than a decade later we are starting to see the technologies behind bitcoin can be used to create a fully reimagined internet one that leverages our collective computing capacity, data, and devices to become far more powerful and resilient than it is today. To say the internet has created astounding pathways for opportunity and success is an understatement. It's democratized access to information, created boundless economic opportunities, and connected people worlds apart. In 1990, fewer than 1% of the world's population was online. 30 years later, that number has jumped to 59% of the world's ever-growing population. Even narrowly defined, the internet today contributed 10% of the U.S. economy. It is undoubtedly one of the most important technologies ever invented. This growth has come at a price. Today's internet looks less like an inventor's vision of a decentralized democratic information network and more like an oligopoly controlled largely by companies that own the data. Big tech platforms know for whom and what we search, who our friends and family are, and what we like and dislike. These companies capitalize on our digital identities for their lucrative advertising-based business approach, capturing enormous value at the expense of the privacy of their users. Most users accept the privacy and opportunity costs because of the convenience and value these services provide. But we have to ask ourselves, do we want our personal data to continue as the engine of the internet economy? Is there a better path forward for the internet of 2030? Let's check in on the TEDx Chennai stage to hear how blockchain can solve the problems of trust and intermediaries that were supposed to be solved in Web 2.0. A blockchain is actually like a kitty party. You've heard of a kitty party. It's a bunch of women, usually, getting together, having a good time, eating food, uh, playing cards, and exchanging some money. And it is this money bit which is important. So, in a kitty party, everyone, say, there are 12 women, they all put 1,000 rupees each, and then there's a lucky draw, and the lucky winner gets 12,000 rupees. They put in 1,000 rupees again, next time a draw will happen again, someone else will get 12,000 rupees. Now, as these women are putting in this money, 
and this lucky draw is happening, if I am one of the women, who am I trusting? There's not one superwoman there. There's no bank. I'm trusting all of them. I'm also trusting the fact that if they want to defraud me, most, or if not all, of these women will have to be influenced. And therefore, I'm changing the concept of trust from centralized trust to distributed trust. It's this distributed trust which is actually the heart and soul of a blockchain. Think of all these women as nodes. Think of that money as cryptocurrency. And obviously then there's distributed trust around it. And so the blockchain really is useful when you have these four things. You know, when, you, when, you need, when there's consensus, so distributed trust, there's security because of the non-hacking uh, possibilities, there's provenance, as I said, you can trace an event back, and then obviously there is trust. All companies will need to rethink their operating models to treat their users as crucial partners from the start. Proprietary platforms might start to become open source protocols. Companies' sustained competitive advantages will come from product and technological superiority, but also from user loyalty and trust. To succeed, companies will need to move toward more open services with plentiful value capture opportunities for users along the way. In the last few years, internet visionaries such as Tim Berners-Lee and scores of newcomers have been exploring the merits of a new internet built on some of these ideas, as well as the principles of privacy and decentralization. This technological movement is now called Web 3.0. Web 3.0 networks are powered by decentralized protocols. These protocols rely on and engineer the cooperation of their users to drive specific outcomes, whether that means running millions of programs, also known as smart contracts, through the Ethereum decentralized computing platform, or powering a truly decentralized data storage market, such as Filecoin, where the author of this article works. The internet is one of humanity's most important technologies. Let's make sure it serves us well for decades to come. Instead of relying on trusted intermediaries to coordinate users, Web 3.0 systems use mechanisms such as cryptographic proofs and economic incentives to guarantee users that the system is working as expected. As a result, Web 3.0 networks are trustworthy yet decentralized. And because these projects succeed only if their users cooperate, their creators have strong incentives to align their users' best interests with their own. Instead of extracting value from their users, Web 3.0 networks will capture value by creating opportunities for them. In this way, Web 3.0 protocols essentially turn the economic incentive structure of today's internet on its head. In the last few years, we've seen a Cambrian explosion of Web 3.0 applications from decentralized lending and mobile payment solutions to video encoding services to decentralized advertising exchanges. These projects 
all rely on many individuals devoting resources collectively to create diverse, open services and products. And because they require collective user cooperation to succeed, these projects make a core tenant to protect, not exploit, their users and their privacy. If successful, these types of projects could pave the way for new internet business models that protect individual users and allow the creators to capture value from their investors. These Web 3.0 systems, aka the new internet, could append advertising-based business models. So far, one of the most successful business models of all time. There's a lot to do before we can truly say we've built a more performant, secure, and resilient internet infrastructure for all of humanity, but we're getting closer every single day. Decentralizing the internet will shift its power structure and redistribute ownership of this critical technology to individuals like you and me. The internet is one of humanity's most important technologies Let's make sure it serves us well for decades to come. Let's wrap up this episode by tuning back into TEDx Chennai. The internet solved many problems for us, many big problems for us. It solved our information problem with search. It solved our uh, distribution problem with Amazon and YouTube and you know video. Uh, and music and digital files, etc. It also solved our communication problem with email, messenger, chat, everything became so easy. But there were two problems that the internet was supposed to solve, which it did not. One was the trust problem. How many of you trust stuff on the internet? Fake news, money, fake profiles. And the second problem, which it was supposed to solve, in fact, people were very excited about it, was this problem called the intermediation problem. That the big intermediaries will go away. That the small man will come up. That there'll be a level playing field. And guess what the internet did? It actually created far more powerful intermediaries than even existed before the internet. Amazon, Google, Facebook to an extent Uber, Microsoft, I worked in a couple of them. Yeah, but these companies have become super powerful intermediaries. And all of these companies were supposed to be true peer-to-peer -peer companies. Taxi ride sharing was supposed to be peer-to-peer, -peer, rider to driver. But now it's actually not peer-to-peer, -peer, it's peer-to-Uber-to-peer. And, and you know, you can take this anywhere. Why people are so excited, including me and Anand, about blockchain is the fact that it promises to solve the two problems that the internet could not. The trust problem and the intermediation problem. And bring back actually a true, honest to goodness, peer-to-peer -peer economy. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI.